Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. Almar, it's good to see you. I do have somewhat of a favor to ask of you. Anything, just name it. I have a ship scheduled to leave in the morning. I've been hearing reports that shipments are being stolen, and I would be pleased to hire you on as a guard. Are you guys scared about going on the ship? You just have to get your sea legs, that's all. I'm going to lose my legs before we even go to sea. Wait, what? What are you talking about? The guy who lives above you, Captain Clapton. Go back to sleep. We'll talk to him in the morning. He wears a thin linen bandage covering both of his eyes. Did he lose both of his eyes, too? (laughs) Captain Clapton! (laughs) What sort of advice would you give to a novice seaman? He'll be fine. Have a safe trip. And hope to hear from you again. I hope you hear from us again, too. Because if not, we probably (laughs) didn't make it back. What's next? Well, we have a full day today. First breakfast, then calisthenics at 9.30. Then second breakfast. Second Mm -hmm. breakfast. uh, Yoga uh, to get our chi in order. And then we need to go and do some more shopping, I think. Okay. Because Tokus wants a shield, and I want a Uh, I have a shield. You have one. You do have a shield? But we do need to get you that sword. We should have just asked Captain if we could borrow that sweet <laughs> saber he had. Saber, yeah, I thought about it. That would have been cool, actually. Yeah, it seems like it has too much sentimental value, too. Yeah. I sneak up the stairs and make a stealth check. <laughs> the guy can't see. You steal his saber? <laughs> if I'm really... If I'm really... I mean, just to get past the formality of actually asking him. Remember, he said there were no formalities with him, so we can just skip that part. This is a bad idea, Shaba. We also didn't check to see if it was like a mythical magical saber. I mean, this saber like killed sea dragons. That's true. Are you doing this without our knowledge? No, I'm not going to do it. I would also point out that every single step this floor creaked under your weight and he has like super hearing from being blind yeah there's no way i'm sneaking back up there no way i'm even getting back up there probably um so we have the rest of the day to prepare ourselves for this voyage so i think i thought maybe we could uh go down by the docks and check out just scope out the area i mean obviously people will see us there but maybe we could ask around without being too overt about it yeah let's go down to the docks and uh get you a little bit more comfortable being around ships are you going to the north water side where you're going to be meeting them tomorrow yeah that sounds good yeah sure there there are how, how many docks are there in the city there are six different piers five of them are in north water side though mm, okay we'll go to that area yeah maybe not to that exact dock but you arrive in north water side and you see Various dockhands running around, loading and unloading cargo, all sorts of large warehouses, probably about a dozen ships in port that you can see right now. Can we see the one that we're going to leave on? I don't believe he told you the name of it. No, he didn't. You do see that one is tied up at the central dock. Okay, there's only one on that dock. Yes. It's big enough that it could probably hold two or three at least. Mm. Okay. We go to a different dock. Okay. And I grab the nearest dockhand by the collar and pull him close. He screams. 
<laughs> I bring his face right up to mine and I say, don't be afraid. Everything's going to be fine. All I want to do is ask you a question, okay? Now let's let's put our screaming voices away. Let's be civilized adults. I, I don't know nothing, sir. Please. All I wanted to know is, what do you know about some cargo going missing? Rumor me. I, I, I didn't do nothing. I, I swear. Shaba, we're, we're trying to keep a low profile here. Can you let this poor man go? Look, I'm not the one who's yelling here, okay? This this man is making a scene. Okay, I let him I let him run off. Uh, the next dockhand I see, I step in front of his path, hold out my hands, and just say, Excuse me, sir. May I speak with you for a moment? Cordially. What do you want? Uh, I would like to know if you've heard any spicy rumors in these parts. <laughs> so, so what, what are you getting at exactly? I'm afraid I've already booked the best inns in town, if you know what I'm getting at. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about ship rumors. Like, rumors. Have you heard about any missing boats or missing cargo on any of the boats? Or those, you know, general kinds of things. We're not asking those specific questions for any reason. Yeah, we just want to know, like, anything... Has anything gone awry that you've heard of through the grapevine of Sailor Speak? Now that you mention it, there was a ship that was supposed to be docking here about a week ago. It never showed up, but I don't know what might have caused that. I hope that's the one we're supposed to leave on. (laughs) Do you know about any shipments that came up short? I don't manage the inventories and the books. I just move boxes from one place to another. Have you noticed any boxes weighing less than they should? Or any boxes not being where they should be when they should be there. (laughs) Yeah, that would also qualify. Well, it's been a while now, but maybe around a month back or so, there was a ship that I unloaded that seemed to have only half a hold full to begin with. And what was the name of that ship? I don't remember every ship I work on. Mm. Uh, on a scale of one to five, with one being the most ornery and five being the least ornery, how would you classify the captain of that ship's mood on the day you unloaded that ship? Uh, five? <laughs> so least ornery. So the captain was not upset. Oh, wait. Sorry. I got that backwards. Okay. So one. So he was very, very upset about this. Yes. He didn't seem to be having a good day, but captains are often angry at various people for all sorts of reasons. Hmm. Hmm. True, true. Did any of the cargo move or cry out for help? <laughs> like, on its own? Not that I know of. Has there been a kidnapping? No, I guess not. <laughs> but maybe. Oh. On a scale of one to five, with one being least satisfied and five being most satisfied, <laughs> how satisfied are you with the nature of this conversation? He doesn't answer, and he just walks off. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we've... Thank uh, you. Good day. I think we've found out about all we're going to find out here. You know, Shaba, I know you've got nerves about this whole sailing thing, and, and I know you're trying to do your best to, like, do some, like, detective work, but this really is more of a job for Aslo, wouldn't you say? I'd say that this is a job for anyone but me. <laughs> yeah, Shaba, let's, let's tone it down on the interrogation of random strangers a little <laughs> bit, okay? Um, like I said, we're trying to keep a low profile here. Um, I don't think we want people to know that we're going around asking questions, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe we could go to a salty sea tavern where a bunch of sailors hang out and creepily, like, eavesdrop on people's conversations and see if we can overhear anything. 
I mean, it would be useful if we could find some of the people that were on some of the ships that returned. That would probably be be helpful. Um, when Almar was telling you the details of this voyage, uh, didn't he mention that he wanted it to be kept secret, though? No, he mentioned that he wasn't poking around because he didn't want anybody... Suspecting him. Well, he didn't want anybody thinking that he was digging into... Uh, yeah, poking around where he shouldn't be. So I figure if we poke around where we shouldn't be, then nobody will necessarily know that he's behind it. Well, hold on a second, Shaba. I don't think that eavesdropping is a good thing necessarily, but that might be safer than asking questions because we don't know who's listening and we also don't know who's going on the ship with us tomorrow. That's true. Mm. We may have already blown our cover. Very true. Um, you know what? I, I like your idea of uh, seeing what we can overhear. Let's look around for a place on the docks here where we might be able to overhear things. If there's no good spots, maybe we'll go to a local pub or tavern, like you said, and and spend part of the day here just uh, seeing if we can overhear things or okay. see what we can hear. Yeah, we'll, we'll engage in conversation, but try not to mention the fact that we're going on a potentially disappearing ship. And I could use some lunch. I mean, we didn't do second breakfast, even though I thought that was a good idea. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm getting pretty peckish myself. Um, so I go find like a like a box, like a crate on the dock, and I move it, and then I move it back, and then I keep moving it back and forth so that I look like I'm busy. And look, <laughs> and as I do that, I look around for groups of people maybe talking around the uh, proverbial water cooler. That I Meanwhile, maybe. Tokus and I are just standing there, like, looking at you <laughs> as you do that, and, like, trying to figure out what you're doing. One of the people at the docks comes up to you as you come back with the box, and he says, What are you... Where are you putting that? Why are you putting that here? I think a more pertinent question is, Why are you watching me, sir? <laughs> Don't you have work to do? I'm supposed to be watching the... The goods here. Oh, oh, that's your job. Okay. Yeah, no, I was just... Pl- I was just playing around. What's your name? My name's Cherik. Cherik, uh, I'm Shaba, uh, and that's my name. There's a lot more to it, but that's all you need to know. Uh, and <laughs> good work, Shaba. These are my these are my friends. I'm I'm trying with every bit of restraint I possess to not tell you the rest. These are my friends. You don't need to know their names. Not important. Not important. In fact, you probably uh, shouldn't even know his name. Yeah, I, Shaba. Shaba's not my name. Don't say it. my name is. Uh, Bobbert McGruffin. Look, can and I just have you put the box down and <laughs> oh, not yes, come yes, back yes, here? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Of course, of course. I put the box down. Um, I was just curious uh, what what ship you work on. I don't work on any of the ships. I manage the stocks and inventories at the warehouses. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. How's that working out for you lately? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how have the inventories and stuff been? Everything going according to plan? I mean... He just gives you a scrunched up look on his face trying to figure out what you're getting at. Like, that that will be enough. Thank you so much for your help, sir. We appreciate guy. You're doing a fantastic job, by the way. This crate, you know, no one else would have noticed that it had been moved, but you, you came right up and just recognized it right yeah. away. You deserve a gold star. It's a great crate. I mean, just look at it. Yeah, we're actually from the internal Bureau of Sailing Inventory Investigation, and we were just testing to make sure you're paying attention. You've passed the test with flying colors. Have a nice day. Keep doing what you're doing. Great job. 
Great job out there. Well done. And we walk away. And then as we leave, I'm like, but Aslo, he knew where, like, what all the inventories were. We could have asked him. This is what I was trying to tell you. I think that if we go around telling people our names and then asking about these suspicious inventory things, I feel like we're just going to draw all kinds of attention to ourselves. Don't want, you know, whoever's been doing this, this, it could be anyone around here. What if we're just painting a, a target on our backs? Okay, so admittedly the name thing was a mistake. Shouldn't have shouldn't have dispensed with the name. Agree, <laughs> agree with you there. But that guy could be our lead. Maybe when we get back, we can ask him if the ship that we're hopefully on and is hopefully still sailing has the right inventory since he's the manager of all that stuff. You know, Asley, you you bring up a good point. If we reveal our names, it's not the only thing that we might be revealing. Also, just our identities in general. What if we and I take off my wig? Went undercover. <laughs> you're bald? Oh, wait. And you're like, you guys, you can't even recognize me now That's without true. my hair. Mm. You're a different person. Like a totally different person. True. I put, <laughs> I put take your wig and put it on. <laughs> oh. Shaba, where you did you go? Stunning. Oh, there you are. Oh, there he is. Oh, I didn't recognize you for a second. I have a bald head, so. It doesn't go at all with your stony skin. No, not at all. <laughs> what if you gave Stripey... To Aslo. And I put stripey on my head. <laughs> As like a coonskin cap, but like a badger yep. skin cap. Yeah. <laughs> I like pull out a straight razor and, and uh, get some shaving cream. And I'm like, all right, stripey, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. I think we're, I think we're overthinking this. I just don't want to sabotage this whole trip before we even go on. You're right, Aslo. You're right. I think I'm just nervous and scared and my nerves are getting the best of me. Togus made a good point. You never know which one of these people is actually going to be on the ship with us. If we're already going around asking questions, poking our noses where we don't belong, then that would not bode well for us. However, this brings up a good point. I don't think we need to shave Stripey or put on each other's wigs or anything like that. <laughs> okay, I give Togus his wig back. But I do have these disguises we could use to uh, keep from people recognizing us. As long as we remember not to use our actual names... And I pull out of my pack a couple of costumes. Okay. Hmm. We should make up some names then. Yeah, I have two two costumes and a disguise kit with proficiency to use it. That costume looks like it'll fit me perfectly. Yeah, I just happen to have this giant-sized one. <laughs> yeah, I think the costumes are probably for me and <laughs> yeah. Aslo. Yeah. Sorry, Shaba. Um, I'll have to think of another way to disguise myself. Oh, I know. I will put my tent poles in an alley somewhere, and then I'll wear the tent over my head as if I'm an old lady, and I'll stoop down and cover my face. Boy, Aslo just said he has a disguise kit. But, I mean, to, like, cover my clothes and my face. Can you draw a mustache on me as well? Like, with a curly thing? How many um, uses does a disguise kit have in it, anyway? I don't think there's a specific limit. I'll look it up. Well, as long as we don't dispose of the cost, like the the fake mustache and stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, you already look like a completely new, you know, giant with that wig on, Chaba. You're looking looking pretty good. Uh, I mean, it's, I guess so. It's not really like a change of costume. Well, the disguise kit says. Um, it, it doesn't say it runs out. It says, This pouch of cosmetics, hair dye, and small props lets you create disguises that change your physical appearance. 
proficiency with this kit lets you add your proficiency bonus to any ability checks you make to create a visual disguise. So Aslo's a makeup artist. So like I said, I would like a mustache and a comb over, please. Um, I don't think I can just create hair for you. I mean, just mark it on. You know what? Um, I'm going to make a, make the executive call here. Shaba, didn't you say you had we had some shopping to do? Yes. I'm going to put you in charge of shopping uh, for today, and I'm going to entrust that with you. I'll give you the gold that you need. Why don't you go take care of that? I think you're the best man for the job. Tokus and I will do the uh, investigating. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a good plan. I, I trust you, Shaba. I know that you're going to do an awesome job at this. Okay, we'll see. The problem with that is I only got nine gold pieces out of my cut, mine and Stripey's cut. And while Stripey has agreed to give me a loan for his portion so that I can buy the sword that I need, nine gold pieces is still not ten. It's less than ten, actually. And mm. that's how much I need to buy a, a sword. <laughs> also, I meant, to, I meant to ask you if you could keep track of the interest on, the, on Stripey's loan to me. Because <laughs> remember, uh, we're splitting my cut 60-40. Well, he's giving me his... Is sixty percent, and I'm paying that back in installments after our adventures. <laughs> so I'd like you to be able to calculate that loan for me, if you would. And also, I need to borrow a gold piece. Is what this all boils down to. You know what? We'll take that to the accounting department. We'll have them handle it, and uh, they'll because they they're good with numbers. They'll take care of all that stuff. Okay. Low as the manager of your accounting department. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Zola, the, the <laughs> an accountant. So can I borrow a gold piece? Uh, yes. What do you need that for again? Uh, for a sword. What uh, what weapon do you have? I have a longbow, and the knife that I made. Don't forget your tent poles. I have those two. Hmm. Beat somebody over the head with that. Um. I could uh, I could loan you a gold out of the party gold. Oh, I think I stored my tent in in uh, Almar's shop since we're going on the ship. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, I can loan you the gold. Uh, you'll just have to pay it back when we're when we get paid. Okay, with interest. <laughs> okay, so I'm taking out two loans to buy a ten gold piece sword. Yes. All right. I'm good for it. Hashtag first level adventure. So while I go shopping, I will go back to Almar's shop and ask him if I can get in the back room to get my, not the tent poles, but just the tent. Just the canvas? Yeah. Um, so, okay, so are, are you actually leaving? Uh, yeah, I, f- I mean, unless there was anything else. Well, the other thought I had is that you could still come along with Tokus and I, um, but you would basically just be, um, you could go to the other corner of like the tavern and just, just sort of listen there. Um, I think your disguise could be that you're a mute person and you just, you know, you just sit there and, and listening. You know? I, what do you think about that? <laughs> I, that's, that's a really good idea, but I really do have to get all my shopping done. Okay. All right. I trust that to you and, uh, Tokus and I will do some investigation. Okay. So I go back and I get my, the, the tent material and I put it over myself like that. <laughs> And I just walk around town so that nobody notices me. Because I, I think it'll make nobody notice me. And Aslo said it was really important to be in disguise. So I go to every weapon shop I can find throughout the entire city 
to compare uh, the quality of the swords before I choose one, and I spend the rest of the day in your in your getup. Yeah, in my my little shroud, <laughs> old lady uh, babushka cowl. Yeah, and I, I walk hunched over, hunched over, so you're only six feet tall. Yep, <clears throat> my tent flap mm-hmm. around me, and I look in every weapon store I can find, and at the end of the day, I I make a choice and select the finest short sword available. For ten gold. Short sword? Short sword for a tall giant. Yeah, that's, that's all I can afford. Long sword is more expensive. So it's like a dagger to you? It's like... I mean, pretty much. <laughs> can't even hold, like put your whole fist around it? It's just like your, like your fingers around it? <laughs> yeah. Like two fingers? <laughs> it's pretty small, but hey. Uh, so that's, what I, that's how I spend the rest of my day, and then I will go back to Aslo's place after dark and meet you guys after you're done doing what you're doing. Meanwhile, as soon as he walks away, uh, Tokus and I both duck down behind some crates and we start like, we do, we start like clothes, start <laughs> flying in the air and there's like a cat. Did I get my wig back from Shaba? That never happened. Uh, no, it? I gave it back to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then we like emerge from the boxes and we have costumes on with disguises and everything. I want to really blend in. Like, can you do mine? So I'm like, kind of like a sailor. Uh, yours is currently a clown costume, but um, <laughs> that's because that's one of the costumes that I had. So uh, it's going to have to do for now. Okay. It's still got the puffy sleeves. You, know. you don't tell me that it's a clown costume. You like you like fib right, like right. a white lie. You're like this is actually like a foreign diplomat, like from my, where I'm from. You know, like <laughs> you're like a nobleman. And I I don't know what a clown is. So yeah. when you're getting your face painted, you can't tell what they're doing to it. Exactly. So, so this makes me look really distinguished, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then mine's like a cowboy. Yeah, so a clown and a cowboy with like a yeah. little star badge <laughs> and the 10-gallon hat. <laughs> what are you supposed to be, Aslo, if I'm a diplomat? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the rootinest, tootinest, halfling this side of the Mississippi. Well, but why would a diplomat be hanging out with a rootin' tootin' halfling? What business do I have with you and your star and your weird pointy boots and hat? <laughs> Um, yeah, so they're not obviously not those. Um, they're, what kind of costumes would they be? They would just be like, yeah, they would just be like flashy looking, I guess. Uh, probably bright colors, which is unfortunate considering we're trying to be undercover, but you've got to work with what you have. And then the disguise kits are like the classic mustaches and fuzzy eyebrows and uh, paint on scars. One of you is a jester with a little hat with, and shoe, like point, like mm-hmm. curled shoes with bells on the end. Well, as long as you think I look good, Aslo. You you look fantastic. Never been better. And I don't have a very good fashion sense, so I'll, I'll trust you on this. <laughs> That's right. Let's make our way to uh, the nearest tavern and uh, see what we can find out. Sounds good to me. You draw some looks as you walk down the street. <laughs> I do the like finger guns thing. I'm like, hey, hey there, cowpoke. <laughs> There's like Bee Gees music playing in the background as we're walking down the pier. <laughs> they must really like how we look. They're they're all looking at us, Aslo. Uh, yeah, can't help it. I do a good job. <laughs> we must look fantastic. So you arrive at the briny devil. Mm, the briny devil. It's crowded with sailors and dock workers and all sorts of people who work in these parts. Despite the fact that it's still fairly early on, most of them aren't getting drunk or anything at this point, but they're probably having their lunch, getting ready for the rest of the day of work. Since we're just doing information gathering, mostly by listening, it's probably best for us to split up 
go to different sides of the tavern and basically just see what we can hear. That being said, we should probably uh, be patrons of this establishment, good patrons, and actually order something. So I will I will give you a, a copper piece to get yourself a drink, and I'll do the same. One copper. Yeah, like, I go up to the bartender, what can I get for this? <laughs> and he just looks at it, reaches under the counter, and pours you this slushy... Brown sludge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Disgusting looking fluid and hands it over. Enjoy. Mmm, thanks. Good, good enough. So you each order some of the cheapest grog that you've ever seen, which is not unusual for you two, I suppose. <laughs> Alright, so you're basically just going to do a day of listening and trying to see what you under- uncover. Yeah. Alright, Tokus, let's split up. Uh, you take that side, I'll take this side. Sounds good. I'm going to go talk to that uh, group of fellows in the corner that seems sketchy. Okay. Mostly listening, though. But mostly listening. Do you want to just each roll an investigation check? And we'll see what yes. what you can figure yeah, out. Yeah, that's fine. I am quite good at investigation, actually. Mine would be an 11. 13. Tokus, as you're listening, you overhear a conversation that grabs your attention because you hear one of them talking about the crew is heading out tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning? I say under my breath. (laughs) You're only catching snippets here and there, but there are three people talking at this table. One of them looks like he's probably the captain. He just has that air of being in charge around him. His broad shoulders with bushy black beard and impressive muscles, and he's constantly kind of glaring at everyone around the room. I sip my grog. (laughs) Try not to give away my presence. One of the others, another strong man with especially thick biceps and shaved head, you notice he's speaking with an accent. Do you want to make a history check to see if you recognize it? Or Of course I do. How's that even a question? <laughs> All right. <laughs> and... Oh, I, I must have failed history class. I got a five. All right, so <laughs> you don't know what, where the accent comes from. Nope, no idea. But he's addressing the apparent captain, and he's saying, I hear that we're supposed to be taking on a few new crew members tomorrow. Is that true? And the captain says, Ah, yes, we've got a few more that have been special requested by the director in charge here. I'll probably just have them working down in the galley or something. How much of this grog can I drink before I, like, start to get tipsy? (laughs) Because I don't want to make a mistake. I've never role-played as such a small being. Like, can I finish this grog and I'm, like, not buzzed? Um, well, you're not a dwarf. I could have you make a constitution check. Maybe once I finish the grog, right? If you're just sipping it slowly throughout the day, I don't think there's an issue. Okay, okay. So you basically, you hear that they're bringing on a few new crew members, and Captain seems unsure about why it's all happening, but, you know, he's going with the orders of the person who's hired him. You also pick up that there are a few different destinations. You don't know how many, but there are multiple stops on this trip. Hmm. And the third person seems a little bit worried. He kind of lowers his voice at a moment, and when you hear him mention rumors, he's speaking very quietly then just to the other two as soon as he says that. I inconspicuously lean in (laughs) to make sure that I can hear this part. But again, I'm still sipping the grog, so it's like just like maybe maybe it looks like I'm just kind of like a little wobbly. Mm-hmm. Um, give me a perception check to see if you can pick up the details here. Uh, yes. This will go poorly. 
That would be a natty 20. Okay, so you listen extra close as he drops his voice to a whisper. And he is talking about the rumors of cargo going missing and ships possibly being attacked on this route. He says, what's all that about? I don't feel comfortable going on this trip with complete strangers when on such a dangerous route. The captain's like, well, people come and go all the time on these crews. He gestures to the person next to him. Alshaz here has only been with us for, what, three, four months now? Everyone's strangers at some point, so I'll be sure to keep a close watch on him. You do too. He grumbles and they kind of settle down. Dude, how awesome would it be if this whole thing turns into like a murder mystery on the ship? <laughs> That'd be so great. Or one of you has been murdered and the other two have to figure out who did it. <laughs> wait, wait, I take it all back. Okay, um, what else, Tokus? Do you, uh, do you do anything? Do you just listen? Well, I've, like, this conversation is going on pretty long and I've finished my grog at this point. So I'm not sure if I can, like, keep without buying another pint. I'm not sure if I can keep up my appearances here. They pick up before too much longer and head out. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to finish my drink and then uh, I'm going to head for the entrance and see see if Aslo's had any luck. So, Aslo, you didn't really hear anything that specific. You did hear um, another group of people was talking about how there have been several shipments coming in that weren't filling the warehouses that they were scheduled for. This is just a sort of regular group of people, peasants? Probably dock workers. Okay. Um, I think I'd like to sidle up to them with Grog in hand and uh, how to strike up a conversation with random sailors. Punch him in the face. I think I'm going <laughs> to pretend to be a little bit more drunk than I am and kind of like, you know, wobble over to them and say, Hey there! Gentlemen, spill your beer on you. Him. Uh, that always goes over well. <laughs> yeah, I accept to actually sp- <laughs> spill it on myself a little bit. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Let me let me get that for you. Get that for yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I say, hey there, gentlemen. Uh, you boys having having a good night here? Uh, it's not night yet. Uh, afternoon, whatever it is. I've I've been here all day. It seems. <laughs> I suppose so. You look awfully drunk for. Mid-afternoon? Well, you know what they say. Small belly. Small, uh... Apparently you don't know what they say. (laughs) Say, you were just, uh, you were just talking about some cargo coming, not coming in all the way? The warehouse is not being full? Yeah, it just seems like a lot of people these days are renting spaces in warehouses that they're not actually filling up. Seems like a waste of space to me. Yeah, it sure does. That doesn't seem like a good way to spend your hard-earned coin. What, uh, what's the matter? Are are ships not coming in with all their cargo? I've heard a few people say that. Ships find that their cargo has just gone missing in the middle of the sea. You don't say. A few people have reported pirates and such, and they've had to, you know, throw some cargo overboard to speed up the ships or perhaps trade away for their lives. Others have just had their holds emptied out or reduced in some fashion. It's strange things. While no one's looking, all the boxes disappear. Really? Now that is interesting. That sounds like quite the magic trick. I wonder how how someone would even manage something like that. You say magic. That sounds likely. Oh really? You think so? Tell me more. How else would you get all that off of a ship without anyone noticing? Yeah, right. There could be something to that theory. I like that. Anyway, what's it mean to you? You have some interest in renting a storage unit, perhaps? 
Who me? No, I'm just uh, I'm just passing through. I'm I'm not from around here. I'm, well, I can tell that from your accent. Yes, and from my costume, no doubt. Um, did I say that? I'm sorry. I'm a little <laughs> tipsy. I'm gonna go order another drink, and uh, you boys have a great day. I just turn around and stumble away without saying another word. <laughs> The Damage Guild Podcast. Granting you a circumstance bonus to happiness since 2018. How's it going, everybody? My name is Jay, and I am here to tell you what we've got going on at the show. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Damage Guild Podcast. We're liking you. We really enjoy your listenership. It's fantastic that you're uh, with us, that you're liking us too. So if that's true, then say hi to us. We've got a lot of ways that you can do that. You can send us an email, guild at thedamageguild.com. Get at us on Twitter. We're at Damage Guild. Uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Damage Guild. Pretty much just go to whatever website you like going to and Type in Damage Guild and we'll probably have something on there. I don't know. One other thing that we're doing, and this is a, a, something that we don't often talk about, that I think we've mentioned like once, is that we live stream on like a Friday or a Saturday night about once a month every six weeks. So I just wanted to let you know that we are starting a brand new campaign and we're doing something a little different this time. Every one of us, all seven of us in this group are going to be making new characters. It's going to be a fifth edition campaign. And then we're going to take turns DMing. Most of the seven of us have DMed before, but not everyone has DMed in this gaming group. So we wanted to give everybody a chance to kind of like, you know, show us their stuff and try try things out. So this is a bit of an experiment. It's a bit of a departure from where we've been before. Uh, but I think it should be really fun. Check us out. We're on twitch.tv slash it's either the damage guild or damage guild. Every, everywhere we are online is one of the two. I think it's just damage guild in the case of Twitch, but check us out. Uh, subscribe to us on Twitch. Also subscribe to us. If you haven't already subscribe to us on your podcast distributor, cause that's actually a really important metric and that really helps us out a lot as well as all the reviews and ratings and stuff you guys have been leaving those are awesome fantastic keep doing that remember again if you want to get a personal message on the show you can go to thedamageguild.com slash decree and issue a royal decree that's just a, a message that you send to someone you know or just everybody in general if you want to get up on a soapbox and say things to a lot of people in a couple of hundred characters if you can figure out a way to do that, then be, be our guest. So that's thedamageguild.com slash decree. Again, you can always, if you want to just talk to us, let us know how we're doing. It's guild at thedamageguild.com. That is our official email address. So send us a note and just say, hey guys, what's up? And we'll be like, well, who are you? We don't know you. No, I'm just kidding. We'll be, we'll be nice to you. I think that's all I have for this week. Now let's get back into the episode and we'll see you next Monday. You are listening to the Damage Guild Podcast. Asla, what did you find out? Well, not a whole lot more than we already knew. 
What about you? I think I overheard a conversation with like the people that we're going to be sailing with tomorrow because they said they're scheduled to sail tomorrow morning. I mean, I know, I'm sure there's lots of other you know ships like that sail in the morning, but it's very possible that that's our captain and a little bit of the crew. Mm, it could be. Well, why don't we head back to your place and we got to tell Shaba. Yeah, let's see if Shaba's back yet. Shaba, you find a good sword. Yes. Find one that's nice and sturdily built. You can't afford anything fancy, but, you know, a good, solid weapon. I basically compare everything that costs ten gold pieces and just buy which one I like best. I'm sure by the time you guys get back, I'm sitting leaning up against the side of Aslo's building next to his front door. Uh, I'm probably working on a piece of leather because I couldn't afford a sheath, so I'm just making a loop and kind of attaching it to my belt in the width of the sword blade so that I can have it hanging there and not cut my belt off. And Stripey is gnawing on something in an alley, probably. <laughs> something or someone. <laughs> you just see, like, a foot sticking out. Stripey's like... <laughs> Stripey's like... <laughs> but I'm not really paying attention to it, because I'm working on my belt thing. Probably a rat that he cut. Yeah. All right, let's, Ooh, uh, let's head inside, and we can talk about what we figured out. You're never going to believe this, Shava. I also still have the shroud on. And I stand up <laughs> and follow you inside, hunched over. Uh, what are you doing, Shaba? Uh, di- remember you said to disguise ourselves, so I was just walking around all day like that, disguised, in my disguise. Okay, all right, good, that's great, I'm proud of you. You're, you're doing a great job. Uh, let's go inside. Because remember, you didn't have extra hair to use, so I figured I would just cover up and so that nobody could see me. Yes. Good work, Shaba. You know, it's good that nobody did see you, Shaba. Yeah, and I definitely did not introduce myself with the full extent of my monologue to every single shopkeeper that I met today <laughs> when I went around to every weapon store in the city. So, so what, what was your covert name? It was the same one as it was before, uh, Bobbert McGruffin. Bobbert McGruffin. Uh. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. Did you have to explain the shroud to anybody, or did they just, like, not not bother? No, they were all... They all said it, it looked nice on me. <laughs> they were probably just trying to get my business, because that was after I told them that I was going to go to all the other weapon shops and compare prices and quality of workmanship. <laughs> did like did any of them like match like the lowest price like like if you had like a coupon from like one weapon shop would they be like we'll match that sword I price wish. that would that would have been sweet but unfortunately no it costs ten gold pieces so I, as low I still owe you your gold piece I'll get that back to you next time you pay me matter of fact you can just withhold it from my paycheck <laughs> as a garnishment so what did you do today. We um, we just happened to to overhear some conversations. Uh, do you want to do you want to tell us what you heard, Tokus? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I guess in more detail, um, Aslo hooked me up with a really really good disguise. I mean, nobody. You know, I was practically invisible. But there was a ship captain talking about how he was about to have a group of people at the request of the head shipmaster. And he wasn't too happy about it. It sounded like he was talking about the three of us. He said three specifically? I think so. He said a small group. And what did he say about us? Uh, well, he was saying that, you know, it was kind of like an order from up on high and that he didn't really have a choice in the matter. Made it sound like he wasn't too happy about it from what I could uh, tell in, in the sound of his voice. 
And I remember this was a crowded tavern and I was doing my best not to be noticed. Yeah. And I talked to a group of dock workers who said that a lot of people have warehouses in the area, storage rooms that aren't full with cargo. And when I pressed further, it sounded like even on board the ship, people reported uh, seeing the cargo one day. And then the next time they turned around, that it just vanished out of thin air. They disappeared it? Disappeared it. Yeah. How did they disappear it? That's the weird thing. No one knows. People are saying that cargo is just disappearing from these ships uh, as if by magic. Not any kind of magic I know. Guys, I may be making a leap here, but I think that's why Almar is sending us. I think that's what he wants us to find out. I think you're Maybe. right. Magical disappearing cargo boxes. I mean, it could be a, like a magic trick, like a show, but if no one's watching, then what kind of show is that? That would be a terrible show. Yeah. Maybe there's a, a sailor who wants to be a magician and he's self-conscious about telling all his mates, and so he's just practicing without anybody knowing. But don't you know the whole point of a magic trick is not just to make something disappear, you gotta make it come back again. Maybe he's making it come back in the water, and then it's sinking. Mm, yeah. What time of day is it at this point? Uh, it's evening. You are staying late to listen. Is there anyone in town, like any, I'm, I'm trying to think of the different quarters of, of the city. Is there any part that would have, like, an establishment or group of, like, mages or wizards we could, like, ask about that type of illusionary magic or, or teleportation or disappearing? Anybody that would want to talk to us, I guess. I don't think we're high enough level to know anybody like that. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't really a magic-focused town. It's mostly just tradesmen. And speaking of that, though, didn't you want to do something with alchemist stuff? <gasps> You mean the fate of the world? Fate of the world. I forgot about the fate of the world. <laughs> oh, right. What were we going to do with that again? So, yeah, Tokus, I feel like we are leaving things unresolved in terms of the spell plague. What do you, what do you mean? I mean that we haven't necessarily stopped its spread. We haven't discovered what was causing it in the first place, or how, or why, or who. And we also don't know what the crystal does. So, are you sure you don't want to just leave the crystal with the alchemist guild so they can work on it? Shabba, that'd be so silly. The fate of the world should be in the backpack of someone who's about to go on a ship that could potentially disappear. <laughs> <laughs> I, it doesn't really make sense to me, but I'll, I'll follow you on that. All right, Shabba, I'll, I'll describe it more slowly. I'm going to crack the mystery of the crystal. We don't have to pay them anything. And then, if Aslo wants to, to make money for the company, he can sell it on the black market. You know, once we determine that it's not, like, going to hurt anyone. Were you going to wait till we get on the ship to start studying the crystal again? Well, if, if we're not doing anything else tonight, and you handle dinner, of course, mm -hmm. gives me some time to tinker around with it. Maybe I could find something out tonight. Yeah, I think there is still some rat meat left. So I'll, I'll get started on that while you look at the crystal. Oh, I like mine plain. <laughs> <laughs> while you two are doing that, I want to start playing around with the candle that we got and see if I can't figure out uh, some of what it does. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Do you want to give me a general idea of things that you're looking at? or um, I'm going to check to see if there's any kind of command word that you can use to, to light it automatically or any other way. So you're just going through lists of words... That you know, like, yeah. light up, ignite, 
Fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alakazam. Presto. Yeah. <laughs> like, or what is the word? Uh, Presto. Presto changeo. Yeah, I was thinking like Harry Potter reference. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lumos. Expecto Patronum. Yeah. <laughs> is that something? Is that a Harry um, Potter thing? So, using my, my knowledge of magic, um, my study of, of magic at the Bards College, all that kind of stuff, um, should I make an Arcana check? Yeah. <clears throat> that would be a 12. Okay, you don't find any command words that seem to activate it. Hmm, okay. You try out all of your you know, magical language of lighting and so Ooh. on. But none of that works. This, this is off the cuff. Didn't didn't we the other day wonder if it would still burn underwater or something like that? Did we ever test that? Hmm. Yeah, I can test that. Um, I'll also check the brass base that the candle sits on to see if there are any like runes or markings or anything, uh, any buttons, you know, like the, the on button or anything. You do find that when immersed in water, the fire goes out. Okay. Dang it. You also find as you're polishing useful. the candlestick, there is a very small series of runes around the base where the mm-hmm. cup joins the plate part of it. Anything I can read or? Uh, you can't quite make out most of what it says there. You can make out one rune that seems to signal force or strength or power, intensity, something like that. Okay. I take note of that. Okay, so you all enjoy your meager meal of grilled rat meat, and Aslo and Shaba settle in for the night while Tokus continues experimenting on the crystal. Um, okay, I would imagine that I need to test the hardness, because if I can know like more about the crystal itself, like I'm, I'm kind of knowledgeable about gemstones, so that might be useful to do a, like a tensile test or a hardness test. Okay. In your testing, you note that it seems particularly resistant to scratches and things that you might expect to break it. For normal obsidian? Yeah, compared to normal obsidian. Huh. Just like reinforced. Interesting. If only Aslo had detect magic at this level, because we, we have no way of really telling what type of magic it is, unless that's something that could be determined through an arcana check, a skill check, right. but I don't think that's the case. So we're really limited in that sense. Well, I mean, even as delicate as I should be with this stone, I'm just so arrogant in my, you know, ability to get to the bottom of this on my own that I really don't care. Like, this isn't going to be non-destructive testing. Like, this is going to be like, like, I'm taking a hammer to this thing. I'm going to, like, put it in, like, (laughs) searing, like, boiling, you know, like, the hottest, you know. Fireplace? Yeah, I'm going to, like, dip it in acid. Like, it's, it's, you know, (laughs) I'm going to see what I can do. And I don't really care if there's much of the crystal left. I'm just so possessed <laughs> by the crystal. Like, I want to just... Nothing else exists outside the crystal for me in this evening. Like You're I'm driven totally, by the need for success. Yeah, I need to for know. For answers. So you find that it is particularly resilient to all of your you know, hammering and chiseling at it. I mean, even Shava has been working some similar stones. I mean, did I, did I try the jackhammer? <laughs> Yeah, my knife is made out of obsidian, and it's a nappable stone, so normally it's, you can, it's flakeable. You can hit it with a certain type of stone and knock chips off of it. So if it's that strong and it's resisting your, your attack rolls, then it's, there's something about that stone. As far as your other experiments on it, nothing that you do seems to leave any noticeable damage or marks on it. Give me your your check with your alchemist tools and intelligence check with proficiency. Okay. Um, 12. 
Yeah, you don't really get any results with any of your reagents. As far as you can tell, it's just acting like a normal rock. Hmm. Do I still have a bit of the sampling of the of the cursed blood? I think you still have both samples. Did I save yeah. some of that? Okay. Does it react with either of those? I don't want to use those up because those seem valuable, but maybe I just take like a little like Q-tip amount and like swab it on the stone and see if something happens. After being applied to the stone, the little bit of blood that you took seems to jiggle about on its own more than it did before when it's separate. So it seems to react to the stone's like aura. In some way. Kind of. Okay. Like a bubbling, like a jiggling jello. Well, remember how I said uh, after you took the sample on the first night when you were experimenting with it, you noticed that it would occasionally just kind of wiggle and move around on its own? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's been doing that ever since, yeah. just in your pouch. Yeah, but I mean, it's in the vial. I'm not too concerned about stuff. I mean, like, come on, I'm trying to be an alchemist. Like, <laughs> I don't care about stuff like moving and wiggling in my bag. I mean. <laughs> right. I'm just saying that once you put it a little bit of it directly onto the stone, it's happening more violently. I'm like, Shabba, look, it's moving! Look, it's- <laughs> I, I'm like asleep, but not really, because I'm tossing restlessly. Yeah, this time I wake you up. Shabba, look, it's, it's moving! <laughs> I've discovered something! Yeah, so I'll sit up and take a look. What is going... What's happening right now? Well, obviously, the blood sample is reacting to the stone. It's moving? Yes, look! You see it's kind of like crawling across the surface. That's horrifying. Oh, no, it's beautiful. (laughs) It's beautiful, Shabba. It's science. Wait a minute. What happens if I I take out my, my knife, my obsidian dagger, and I hold up my hand, and I make a small cut on the edge of my palm, and I squeeze a drop of blood onto the obsidian. Shabby, don't get too close. Don't get too close to an open wound. <laughs> I, uh, I make sure there's some, some air between it, but I just squeeze a drop of my blood onto the stone and then move back and cover my hand. As you watch, the blood begins to congeal far faster than it would <sighs> in any sort of ordinary oh. situation. It's like the corrupted blood, like eating the the healthy blood. Like. <laughs> They're battling each other. <laughs> blood wars. They're separate right now on different parts of the stone. Oh, okay. It just stays in its little domed shape and solidifies and turns into that same sort of jello-y substance that you pulled out of the other person's body. Oh, like the same color and everything? Yeah, the color kind of turns brownish and nasty, same sort of color as the other one. Like that, that ichor? Not quite. More like the blood that you already found. Okay. So, so obviously the stone also reacted to Shabba's blood. Shabba, that was very helpful. Thanks. I didn't think to do that. I didn't really like, <laughs> want to cut myself. Brilliant. Just curious. You might want to get that patched up. Yeah, I will look into doing that. Um, so, the, this stone freaks me out. Uh, are we going to be able to actually figure out what it does? Oh, yes. I've only just started my testing. I mean, there's plenty of... oh. Plenty of time left in the night. <laughs> it's like four in the morning. I'm going to crack this, though. We don't need the alchemist skill to do this. Yeah, we don't right. need their help. Uh, the sun is rising, by the way, Tokus. <laughs> I think you've been oh, a little engrossed. I didn't realize. Do you have a fireplace, by the way, in your apartment, Asla? Yes, I'll mm. say. The one above you had a fireplace, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a bed of rocks that you would burn things on with a little hole in the wall for the smoke to go out. Okay. For the rest of the night, you may want to do your fire testing because I don't know how much access to fire we're going to have on the ship. Although the mm. guy did say he was going to have us working in the galley. So, ostensibly, they have some kind of stove in there. 
Okay. I mean, I did already try to melt the stone down. Did, did I, I applied fire to it, right, Thane? Yeah, but it didn't do anything. Okay. It seems like since you haven't had any further reactions with your own materials, you're not sure if what you have is going to be sufficient to run many more tests on it. Yeah, without a number of other alchemical substances, it's going to be difficult to test it. Like, for example, the acid test and things like that that we won't necessarily have access to aboard the ship. Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm thinking what other tests I could do that I know how to do. I almost feel like I, I mean, I might not need the help of the alchemist guild per se, but I might need the help of my old employer. Mm. I mean, now that I'm, I'm not giving up Shaba, that's not what I'm saying. Like, I'll figure this out. I'm just saying I might need a little bit of help. That's all. We don't have to turn it into the alchemist guild yet. Well, just one night of testing. It was just one night. Ezric did say that he was too busy to take on this task himself, which is why he sent us back to the alchemist guild. Well, I don't really want Isric, though, to find out that I didn't turn it into the Alchemist Guild. You know, that'd be like their equivalent of treason. I could see that. Like, there goes my membership. I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> Shaba, we don't want to do that. Yeah, no pool time. No hot tubs anymore. Yeah. No magical, weird sauna parties. <laughs> do you think maybe for that reason we should, we should bring it to the Alchemist Guild? It's not that I don't have faith in you, Tokus. I just feel that what you would normally be able to accomplish on land will be much more difficult on a ship where we can't go and find the type of alchemical supplies you might need. We also don't know how long this voyage is going to take. I mean, if we're not back for three weeks, then it'll almost be like it just happened overnight to us. Mm. Guys, you don't understand. I can figure this out. Just give me... When, When is the ship departing? It's Tomorrow departing morning. this morning. The sun is oh, already this morning, up. Yeah, that's right. Well, how much time do we have? We have like a couple of hours at most. Okay, well, I want those two hours. And if I can't figure it out, <laughs> then I'll consider turning the crystal into the alchemist guild. <laughs> but then it'll be too late. We have, to, we have to get to the ship early. You have to load in your luggage. I'll meet you guys there. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure it doesn't leave without me. You sure you won't lose track of time? No, I won't lose track of time. You know how these captains are about leaving port exactly on time. If you're not there, they'll set sail without you. I, I won't be late. You guys have to trust me. I need just a little bit more time. There's a couple things I didn't try yet. <sighs> All right. If you're sure, if you're absolutely positive, got to be there. I mean, just remember, you're going to have to find parking. You're going to have to get through customs. <laughs> There's a lot that goes into sailing on a ship. Oh, this. no, my passport. <laughs> yeah, your passport, getting your luggage on. You're going to have to insulate all your alchemical items so they don't set off the metal detectors. <laughs> it's going to be a whole hassle. Clearly, there's no changing Togus' mind. Like, you guys both tried to talk reason into me, but I'm just so possessed with the stone. Uh, Thane, could you have me run some of the tests you thought that I should do that I didn't think of? All right, so give me another alchemist check. Okay. So while he's doing that, I pack up all my things. And then when I'm done packing up all my things, I pack up all Tokus's things. <laughs> oh, yes, we've done it. <laughs> I rolled a one, <laughs> no, no. but with my, uh, this is my intelligence, right? Yep. So I rolled a four. Four, but a natural one. But a natural one. <laughs> As you're wildly throwing everything that you can think of from your kit together to create these crazy concoctions to test it against, you devise some sort of weird potion and dunk the crystal inside and then it as you're sitting there swirling it around in the beaker the whole thing shatters and explodes in your face 
covering Ooh. you with this <laughs> liquid as well as oh. the crystal flying violently into you. <laughs> oh no. Embedding itself in your chest. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Oh, man. I grab a towel from the kitchen and come over and start swatting him with it, as if he's on fire, to, like, <laughs> get all the gunk off of his face. Guys, it's okay. This is science. Maybe something will happen. I don't... I ignore him. I pin him to the floor and start scrubbing his face off all the junk that just got all over him. So the crystal didn't explode. The mixture exploded. The mixture, the mixture exploded right? with okay. the crystal in it, with quite a bit of force, and... <laughs> You're bleeding from where it embedded itself in your Ooh. chest. Ouch. Uh-oh. Guys, I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> Once I'm done wiping off his face, I rip the crystal out and shove the towel in into the wound and press down really hard to stop the bleeding. Okay, you see the blood that's already on the crystal starting to coagulate around oh. it and <gasps> move its way into one solid mass at the end. <sighs> I toss oh, it aside, no. unable to hold on to it any longer. I feel weird, guys. Am I there when this happens? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're like cooking breakfast or whatever. Uh, okay. I, or I guess packing up your stuff. I keep Tokus pinned to the f- ground and hold the towel down <laughs> and put pressure on it until the bleeding stops. I come into the room. Tokus, what happened? Nothing, nothing. Just another, just, a, just an experiment. He blowed himself up. <laughs> oh, what, uh, what's happened? <laughs> This this stuff is all over the walls. It's on the floors. I'm sorry. I'll clean it up later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in three weeks, you'll hardly know it was there. After all the roaches eat it off your walls <laughs> while we're gone. And then they turn into zombie roaches? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be bad, actually. So the bleeding eventually stops under pressure, but you look down and you see that the area around where you were bleeding has turned this weird purplish color beyond just a normal bruise. Oh, for hmm. crying out loud. What have you done to yourself, I Tokus? <laughs> I don't know. I knew we should have gone to the Alchemist Guild with this. <laughs> this is bad. This is real bad. Tokus, don't you go dying on me. I'll be okay, guys. We only have an hour and a half left. We have to be on a ship with all our stuff. And look at you. Okay. Uh... We should go to Isric's house. Agreed. Can you take me to Isric's house? I don't know if I can walk. Yes. Can I walk? <laughs> yeah, we can walk, all right. All right. Uh, as I'll grab his bag, um, we'll... T- uh, let's wrap... Okay, I, I wrap the, the bloody towel around the crystal, not wanting to touch it. Yes, good and, idea. And uh, shove it into a pocket somewhere. And then I put my backpack on. With Stripey's head, like, poking out of the back of my backpack. And then I put my shroud on, my tent thing. <laughs> and I'm like, quick, let's get, let's let's sneak across town to Ezric's house. Can you walk okay, Tokus? Uh, I, I don't know. Let me try. I try walking. You're a little bit wobbly on your feet, but it's mostly just from the shock of having something blow up in your face like that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> it looks right. like you're fine. Uh... Do we, will we even have time to, to go there and come back before we have to get to the dock? I don't know, Maybe but... we should bring all our packs with us. Yeah, yeah, def- yeah let's, we'll let's definitely bring, bring our, our packs. Yeah, we've been packing up all our stuff at, all, at this time. Okay. Um, getting to his house, it's sort of on the way to the docks, but if you wanted to get to the house and also to the Alchemist Guild or mm. something, going no, back just and forth to that, is probably not going to happen. We just want to go to Ezric at this point. This is an emergency. We got to go to Ezric's. Okay. We can't handle all that due process at the guild. Yeah. It'll be like, you know, it'll be like a waiting room. 
Right. <laughs> we haul it across town. 